This is Deacon Greg sharing Walking in the Way of Love. Turn. This last Sunday, the Episcopal Church held a prayer service called Holding on to Hope, a national service for healing and wholeness. Today I am sharing the confession section of that service. My brothers and sisters, peace be with you. In the Catholic Rite of Reconciliation, also known as Confession, there are five traditional steps. First, an examination of conscience. Second, contrition or a sorrow for your sins. Third, a firm purpose of amendment. Four, confession of sins. And five, penance. Now, I know we're not all Catholic, and maybe few of us are Catholic, but these traditional steps can help us and help challenge us when we look at where we are with structural sin especially something like race and gender. But first, what is structural sin, also known as systemic sin? It's sin that's built into our social, economic, political, and even ecclesial systems, sin that pervades society, and which we participate in, sometimes in ways that are hard for us to see, know, and understand. That's why, to begin with, we really need to do the first step, an examination of conscience and do what Alcoholics Anonymous calls a fierce moral inventory. This is not about shaming oneself, but admitting that we're all imperfect and flawed human beings, and sometimes sinful human beings as well. Especially when it comes to issues like racism and gender bias, we need to be clear about where we have consciously or unconsciously participated in these sins, not only on our own, as in being overtly racist or sexist in our individual lives, but in more subtle ways. Where, for example, have you benefited unfairly from being white or being a man? Where have you allowed racism and sexism to continue unchecked? You know, a helpful concept here comes from the Jesuit theologian James Keenan, who says that in the Gospels, we can see that for Jesus, sin is often not where people are weak but trying, as in some places in your spiritual life that you're always working on, but in places where you're strong and just not bothering. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, for example, the two men pass by the beaten man by the side of the road. They could help him, but they just don't bother. So for Jesus, sin is often, as Father Keenan says, a failure to bother to love. Isn't that great? Sin is a failure to bother to love. Where have you failed to bother in terms of racism or sexism? That's part of the examination of conscience. Second, are you truly sorry about these things? Do you have real contrition? Or is it just a vague feeling of, gee, I guess I could have done better? You should be willing to challenge yourself to see the effects that these sins have on individuals and especially communities of people. Does it break your heart when you see the result of racism or sexism as it pervades our society? Does it sadden you to know that there are black men and women afraid to walk home in their own neighborhoods? Or LGBT people who feel persecuted or marginalized or harassed? Do you truly regret to know that a woman is making far less than her male counterpart and has to put up with harassment and even abuse in her life? How do all these things make you feel when you think about black men and women or women or LGBTQ people? You feel sorrowful, contrite? If not, why not? Third, we need a firm purpose of amendment. Again, it shouldn't be just a blasé sense of, gee, I guess I'll try to do better. You need to commit a firm purpose of amendment. You should come up with ways that you're going to make amends. How will you combat racism and misogyny and homophobia? What will you do concretely? What individual can you help? 
who in your life, and what can you do on a more global scale? Fourth, confession. Now, I know it's hard for some people to understand this step, but in the Catholic Church, we've seen that doing it out loud concretizes it for the person. Telling someone that you're sorry makes it more real, and it deepens it in your, your own psyche, too, and your soul. And it hurts a little bit, as it should. It should hurt you that you sinned, and saying it out loud really concretizes it. Then the final stage, appropriately, some penance. How will you repay the sin that you've done against individuals and society? What will you do to make amends? Now, in all this, however, remember that God forgives you for your sins. As Psalm 130 said, If you, Lord, kept a record of our sins, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so we can, with reverence, serve you. Because confession ultimately is not about how bad you are, but how good God is. And it's a chance for renewal for yourself and for reconciliation with God and with the community. God bless you. Holy God, we confess our failure to live in unity with our fellow citizens and neighbors. Our sins are especially seen through the mistreatment of people of color and immigrants. We have become self-absorbed in consumer culture, neglecting the needy around us, overworking and destroying the environment, and using social media unethically, foolishly, and addictively. We have not been confident in ourselves and we have forgotten the love and happiness you place within us. O oh Lord, we have failed you. We have not loved others as you love us. We have not acted as the Good Samaritan on the road of life. We have left others lying on the road of indifference. We have turned away with fear, judgment, and apathy to those who are in need of compassion and care. The stranger, the refugee, the lonely and isolated, the elderly, our brothers and sisters of color, and our homeless. Bless us with your grace to respond to all in loving kindness, with tender hearts, and a fierce determination of courage to love as you love us. Merciful God, we confess the false myths of the lost cause that have damaged our nation. We confess as sinful the claim that the Confederacy was righteous. We confess as sinful the act of making heroes of Confederate leaders. We confess as sinful the deeds of a white power that fought for slavery, then introduced segregation. Forgive us for the harm caused to people of color by perpetuating these myths in school books and statues, in churches and communities. Merciful God, we confess that we have turned a blind eye to police brutality in the way it disproportionately affects communities of color, and may we pray for those affected by racism within the system. May we also take the time to pray that everyone who has a voice uses it to go out and to vote to change our system for racial equity for our brothers and sisters of color. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. 
Today, I come to you pleading for an end to racial profiling and discrimination in this blessed land of ours. You have called us to live in love, peace, and unity. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to proclaim your name. So during these times of divisiveness, I pray for your intervention to bring about unity and love and that they may be the rock on which we stand as we continue to glorify your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Merciful God, we confess that our country has faced many hardships over the past months. We ask for your guidance on how we can better our country's efforts to understand and fix the issues with racial mistreatment and the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. May your never-ending wisdom flow through us and allow the people of this beautiful country to collectively come together and worship as one once again. Most merciful God, we confess that we as a nation have accepted as normal the racial marginalization of the discrimination against and the attempted elimination through extermination of the indigenous peoples of our land because of deceit, lies, treachery, and open hostilities, the natives of our land have for centuries struggled to just survive, never mind thrive. Our dominant culture, who actually coined the mantra, kill the Indian to save the man, proved that might does not make right. Please forgive us as we struggle to forgive ourselves for the evil done on our behalf. Restore and strengthen our resolve so atonement and reconciliation might finally be achieved, so love can prevail. Amen. Most merciful God, we confess that we have chosen our own comfort over protecting the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Santísimo Dios, confesamos que nuestro egoísmo hemos dejado de amar a nuestro prójimo y cuidar de tu creación. Dios de amor, confesamos nuestras faltas con la esperanza de una transformación en nuestra persona, en nuestras comunidades y en nuestra nación. Perdona nuestra indiferencia al sufrimiento de nuestro prójimo y transforma nuestros corazones para amar como tú amas. Danos fortaleza para caminar en tu camino de amor. Amén. Forgive us, O oh God, for the sins of our past and the sins of our present. Forgive us for stolen land and stolen labor. Forgive us for believing that some people's lives matter more than others. Forgive us for creating a world where so many have so little and so few have so much. Forgive us for disrespecting the earth, for building prisons instead of schools and walls instead of bridges. Forgive us for trusting in our chariots and horses, our guns and our bombs. Forgive us for our Caesars and our Herods and deliver us, O oh God. Deliver us from the principalities and powers that stand against your love. Deliver us from counterfeit religion, from the demons of white supremacy. Deliver us from the contagion of fear and the ugliness of racism. Deliver us from the idolatry of nationalism, the cancer of hatred, and deliver us from the paralysis of cynicism and the violence of our silence. In the name of the brown-skinned Palestinian Jew from Nazareth, 
Amen. Thank you for joining me on my walk in the way of love. Until next time, may you stay safe and healthy, and let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. 